How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What did the vegetarian order at the steakhouse? The filet? Melon. What happens to candy bars when they expire? They go to the sweet hereafter. What happened to the letter that fell off the billboard? Nothing. It's just a little dirt E. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred, the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And we have my partner in all things, Tacey, in the studio today. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call. 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your health care provider. All right. 
Don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all your shopping needs, your Amazon and uh, online shopping needs. You can go there, click straight through to Amazon, or you can scroll down, look at all the cool crap we've talked about over the years, and just buy it straight off of there if you want to or not. Just go look at it. we got all kinds of goofy stuff. Uh, check out roadie.drsteve.com. That's R-O-A-D-I-E.drsteve.com. If you have someone who has who is a musician and you want to buy them a gift for under 200 bucks, maybe even under 150 bucks. Uh, and you want to get them something really cool that they're going to go, holy crap, this is awesome. Get them a roadie. It is um, a robot auto uh, automatic uh, guitar tuner. And they have one for bass as well, or they have one for uh, just guitar, mandolin, and other sort of lighter stringed instruments. It's the most amazing thing ever. I love it. Pretty cool. And you can even do it in the middle of a gig if you want to. And uh, I think Brian May said, you know, how come you bloody came out with this at the end of my career? So he was very impressed with it. And uh, check out patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Uh, we had Gina Levy on recently. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And uh, we also have had um, Anthony Cumia from the Opian Anthony show. Mm-hmm. And, as a matter of fact, we've had the Troika. We've had Anthony... Uh, Greg and uh, Jimmy, all mm-hmm. three of the uh, principals from Opie and Anthony. And uh, one of these days we'll have to have E-Rock and Travis and some other folks from those days. would love to get Sam on there and talk about the first time that we met because he was the one holding the camera the day that I first came in there and did a, um, a um, I was going to say pap smear, I did a rectal exam on Pat Duffy the first time we were ever in studio. And uh, Sam was holding the camera. I said, dude, just please don't get my face on here. I was terrified the AMA was going to come after me. (laughs) So good old Sam. So we've known him for a long time. And then uh, check out, oh, I love doing Cameo. I'll say fluid to your mama. Go to Cameo.com slash weird medicine. It's dirt cheap. And uh, I'll just uh, say, you know, I'll say whatever you want me to within reason. Um, and also, I'm showing the uh, waiting room, our new newest bit of merchandise, which is a 16-ounce, really cool-looking vacuum uh, drink bottle. I tried this uh, today. I filled it up with iced tea in the morning, and I let it sit in the hot sun in my car all day long. And when I got in to drive back home, it's an hour drive. It was still ice cold. So these things are really good. And they're made by Bob Seidel at Party Shots. It's P-A-R-T, oh, okay, P-A-R-T-S-H-O-T-S dot com. And they, he does <clears throat> these weird things where they go to a golf tournament, and they do all this personalized stuff on the fly at the golf tournament. So you, if you're doing a golf tournament, like for charity or something, you can consult them, and they'll come, and they'll make personalized cups of people's shots and stuff like that. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. But he's a listener, and I appreciate it. That's cool. And uh, he made these things for us. So we're going to be putting those on our website pretty soon. Um, they're, they're not insanely expensive, but they're not as cheap as I'd – inexpensive as I'd like to get them. But if you want us to autograph them, well, why would you? But we will. <laughs> I don't know why you would want that. Just ruin it. You can't drink out of it once we do that. But um, don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And uh, 
probably help the noise in the background Damn. if I turn off Damn. the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had it tight tasting over I wondered what, it was like, why is this opening so spotty? And I realized <laughs> I forgot to turn the stupid thing off, so... So anyway, yeah, Tacey will get hot and she'll be taking her uh, clothes off uh, in around mm-hmm. 33 minutes because yeah. it's 1,000 degrees up here. Thank you, Tacey. Want to uh, say um, happy birthday <laughs> to the founder of our network, uh, Cardiff Electric. Thank you, sir, and uh, happy birthday. So now uh, we've got some things to, by God, talk about today. Oh, yeah. So let's uh, talk about the new CDC guidelines for um, isolation and quarantine for COVID-19. All right. So, um, uh, you know, it's very interesting, uh, some of the perspectives on here, that really, if you had said some of the shit that they say on this CDC site uh, six months ago, you would have been deplatformed from some places. Yeah, like, so, like we were kind of. Well, that, that's right. <laughs> without without that's doing right. anything wrong. It, yep. We absolutely did nothing yeah. wrong. Yeah. We mentioned two words in the same sentence, and it got us, uh, it, you know, it got us a content warning that said that if we did it again, they were going to deplatform right. us altogether. We finally won that one, but it was ridiculous. So uh, let's see here. Um, what it says is regardless of vaccination status, you should isolate from others when you have COVID-19, of course. You should also isolate if you're sick and suspect that you have COVID-19, but do not yet have test results. Of course, you should do that anytime. If you have a puke bug, you should do that. Mm-hmm. If your results are positive, follow the full isolation recommendations below. If they're negative, you end your isolation. So if you test negative, go do what the hell you want to do. If you test positive, then you're to follow the full isolation recommendations below. And it says if you had COVID-19, and it's counted in days as follows. If you had no symptoms, day zero is the day you were tested, not the day you received your positive test result. So if it took three days, let's say, you know, you got kind of sick on Monday. You say, I'm going to go get tested. And uh, that was on Monday. You get your results back on Wednesday, and it's positive but you have no symptoms, you start counting from Monday, not Wednesday, okay? Okay. Day one is the first full day following the day you were tested. And if you develop symptoms within the 10 days, the clock restarts at day zero on the day of symptom onset. So if you had no symptoms, but all of a sudden you develop symptoms on Thursday and you tested on Monday, day zero is now Thursday and day one would be Friday. Now, if you had symptoms, day zero is the day that you had symptoms regardless of when you tested positive. So let's say you're an asshole and you tested, you had symptoms on Friday Mm -hmm. and then you went and partied and stuff and, you know, and then tested on Monday and you got your results on Wednesday and you were positive. Day one is, uh, it would be on Saturday if your symptoms started on Friday. Okay. So day zero would be Friday. Now, if you test positive, stay home for five days Isolate from others in your home because that's the time when you're most infectious. Wear a high-quality mask if you must be around others at home and in public. Do not go places where you're unable to wear a mask. Do not travel. I mean, really, seriously. (laughs) Don't get in a plane. Stay home. Separate from others as much as possible. Use a separate bathroom if possible. Um, You know. 
don't share personal household items like cups. <laughs> well, you mean I can't drink out of that <laughs> cup you just had that's got the COVID in it? No shit. No. I wish I had Carl's uh, no shit, Sherlock, no shit drop. I may have to ask him for that. And, uh, oh, you know, I, we could do this one. Well, that's because you're an idiot. Anyway, all right. Now, <clears throat> when do you end isolation? If you had no symptoms the whole time, you end isolation after day five. And if you had symptoms, you can isolate, end isolation after day five if you're fever-free for 24 hours without the use of Tylenol, ibuprofen, or nat- uh, naproxen, and your symptoms are improving. They don't have to be gone. You just have to be improving. Gotcha. If you still have fever, continue to isolate till they improve. Now... If you, that's if this is mild illness, this is just self-limited. If you had moderate illness, that shortness of breath or difficulty breathing or severe illness, in other words, you were hospitalized, that's the definition now, Uh, or you have a weakened immune system, isolate through day 10, all right? And it really, you know, if you had severe illness, you need to consult your doctor before you come out of isolation, although they're going to go, I don't know. It's right here. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless of when you end isolation, avoid being around people who are more likely to get very sick from COVID-19 until at least day 11. Wear a high-quality mask when indoors around others and not to go places when you're unable to wear a mask until you're you're able to discontinue masking. See below. So now they got another section for removing your mask. Uh Uh-oh. After you've ended isolation, that means you've done whatever the things we just talked about. You still got to wear a mask through day 10, with day zero being whatever we just said it was. Okay. Or, or if you have access to antigen tests, you should consider using them. This is new. They said before, don't keep testing yourself. Okay. Hmm. Because people will continue to test positive. Uh, some people will. Mm-hmm. They'll continue to secrete uh, viral RNA through their noses uh, for some time. And uh, that doesn't mean they're infectious, but they'll test positive because the test doesn't test for whether you can transmit the disease to somebody. It just, you know, let's get Tacey on camera there. That gets that <laughs> yawn. She's having a wonderful time. Um, it doesn't test whether uh, you can give it to somebody. It just tests whether you have viral RNA in your nose, and the two things are not the same. But it says you should consider using them with two sequential negative tests, 48 hours apart. You may remove your mask sooner than day 10. So in the past, they always said just wear it for if you get out in five days, you got to wear it for another five days. Now they're saying if you do antigen tests and two of them are negative, you can remove it sooner. It doesn't say if that's positive, you can't. You still remove it on day 10. You can just do it sooner than that if you test negative with those tests. Gotcha. So. I think that's yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. All right. And there you go. Doesn't say anything about whether you've had a vaccine or not on none of this. And or if you had immunity before this or, you know, if you have had COVID-19 before because they figured out if you um, get the vaccine, you're still probably going to you have a good chance of getting COVID in an area where there's a lot of high transmission and it's a new variant that you didn't have before. So for example, I had Delta, this new Omicron variant, the new BA, what the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, I may 
end up getting it. Yep. Uh, I'm hoping that my previous vaccine, two boosters, and COVID-19 will help carry me through that so that I don't have what happened last time, which was massive <laughs> scarring in my yes. lungs. Yes. So... Uh, and uh, Tacey, knock on wood, so far has, to her knowledge, has not had it. I would love to do antibody tests on you. It would be a fun thing that maybe we could do for the show because you were exposed to me mm -hmm. uh, when I had that badass variant, but you had been fully vaccinated. Liam sat right next to me with me hawking him because I had to help him with his homework. The first night, if you remember, <laughs> we weren't really sure what was going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't get it as far as we know. If he did, he had an asymptomatic, uh, it, you know. It, so it'd be kind of fun to do uh, COVID-19 antibodies on you to see what what you've got. Where do you even go to get those? Oh, I just write an order for COVID-19 oh. antibodies. You just go to my office and get your blood drawn. But I think that would be a, a very educational thing to know. And uh, they do... so. You know, the I think that can you look up the head of Pfizer and Google whether how many times he's had COVID nineteen? <laughs> because I've heard this. I don't I don't want to say it if it's not true. Uh Pfizer CEO COVID uh vax uh, let's just say COVID infection and see if anything comes up. <clears throat> because I think um yeah. So Here's from NBC News. Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla tests positive for COVID, says he's experiencing very mild symptoms. He um, had uh, the vaccine. He's been double boosted, I think. And uh, he also started Paxlovid because, well, he's 60, so he's in that area. I don't know if he has any risk factors. I don't know his medical background. So he's on, you know, and Paxlovid is their drug. Um, so... Early on in this thing, we were told, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID-19. We had uh, prominent people in NIH, without naming any names, prominent people in the government, one of the high, well, the highest office in the government, <laughs> telling us if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID-19. Uh, no, it wasn't true. And if you, at that point, said something opposite than that, you could get deplatformed. So we all know that that's not true. You'll still get it now. Am I against the vaccine? No, because I still think that the benefits outweigh the risk because, and so I'm sort of in the middle. You know, you got the people who are against the vaccine altogether and then people who are just, you know, vaccine loyalists. And uh, let's look at the truth. Mm -hmm. It does decrease the risk of going to the hospital, which is what I care about. Yeah. I don't care if you get it. Said that for a, just since the beginning. We don't care about cases. Mm -hmm. What we care about, because we never tracked cases of the common cold before. No. And knowing that many of those were coronaviruses. And every year, <clears throat> ten to 20,000 people died from those. Yep. Yep. And we just called it atypical pneumonia mm -hmm. or viral pneumonia. We didn't test for it. Now we're testing for it. We see it everywhere. Yeah. Every, was, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, well, well, you know, now when people have this, you know, a couple of years ago before COVID, it would have been it would have been um, the summer cold. We saw yeah. it. We've seen it every yeah. single year forever. It's common cold. It's yeah. not a big deal. And many of those were coronaviruses. Yes. And uh, there's adenoviruses. There's picornaviruses. There are all these 
asshole viruses out there that just infect us to no purpose other than to just reproduce. So uh, I think that once now that we're kind of getting used to the idea of this, that these viruses are there all the time, that we may be able to get some move forward to declaring war on corona, human coronaviruses, let's just destroy them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no compunction about that. They're, they don't do any po- anything positive that I'm aware of. Just get rid of them. Yeah. And then, you know what? Until well, we can use them to uh, hijack and uh, treat cancers and stuff like that. Well, I'm okay that. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Then they're good. Then they're good. You know, yeah. measles vaccine is a is a live attenuated virus that can be used to kill multiple myeloma, at least yeah. in one study. Yeah, crazy. So I'm, I'm fine with that. They, they do do some interesting things. They don't do it on their own, though. We have no. to make them do it. We have to re-engineer them yeah. to do the things we want them to do. They're just little computers. <clears throat> that... They're little nano machines that <laughs> all right. they do is reproduce. We just, we just program them and they do their thing. Very male. They're very masculine little boogers. Oh, they? really? Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> Not real smart. They just—they're just, they're just well, out for one look. thing to reproduce. Sounds yeah. like some people they I know too. Toxic masculinity. Those viruses. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so uh, you can get it. You can transmit it, but the vaccine—the data is very solid that it helps prevent severe disease which is what we cared about that's what they said in the beginning that we're two weeks to flatten the curve was supposed to um, keep the medical system from becoming uh, overwhelmed right and uh, it did become overwhelmed anyway and now it's not overwhelmed so look at the data you can see the cases are not as high as they were during the first Omicron peak and hospitalizations are still flat so anyway, all right. Not to say people don't still get sick. And when we had at the very tail end of this, when people, we still had ICUs full of people for a while there, the only people we had in the ICU were people who were unac- unvaccinated. I mean, we'll say that. Yeah. Now, yep. that is um, not scientifically sound. You have to look at the whole population. And but it, it's 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 a fact. You ask anyone who worked in the ICU that if they had someone in there that had been vaccinated, that was very unusual, and they usually had some other problem, like they were on chemotherapy or something yeah, like that. They were pretty ill. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. So there they go. The uh, CDC is following the science. Um, after all this time of telling us to follow, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's. Uh, I understand they got to be. They have to be very conservative, and they don't want to say anything wrong, but goodness gracious. It is insane. This is more rational, though. Yep. It makes sense. To me. Tacey, say something. They think you're a cardboard. I am cardboard. Who said she was cardboard? (laughs) No, they're just saying, (laughs) have Tacey say something. No. (laughs) Well, she agrees. This is one thing she probably agrees with me. Yep. All right. Um, Yeah, Tacey, so how's how's it going? It's going okay. How's the old vag? Oh, vag is good. <laughs> okay. We did. Ooh, uh, it's getting late. Oh, let's talk Golly. about the dream we oh. had, Steve. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the reason I asked about your nether regions is because we did a uh, a show about um, you having the uh, 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 radio frequency stimulation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we also had um, Gina Levy on our Patreon. 
and people will know her. She's she's on Twitter a lot, but she also she it's okay. I don't like to define people by who they're married to, but she's uh, Bob Levy's wife. Never and, happens to me. Yeah, Never <laughs> happens yeah. To me. <laughs> Tacey's Doctor Steve's wife. Who? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it happens to me all the time. Who? Anyway, <laughs> so uh, but that was a fun Patreon show. We did girl talk with uh, Tacey and Gino. We need mm-hmm. to do that again. Yeah, you guys talked about. Or I thought surgical it was, mishaps, but cosmetic surgical. Yeah, mishaps. just having if people who have interesting medical stories. You know, I think that would be great. Yeah, stuff for Patreon too. Agreed. You know, yeah. I mean, because there's lots of stories out there. Oh yeah. But anyway, so uh, we, yes, we had this weird dream. So I, Scott, have you ever had this happen? And then we'll and then we'll we'll throw this is crazy, and then we'll throw the extra crazy on at the very end. Cool. So have you ever had a dream where you're taking a dump in your dream, and then you wake up going, "God, I hope I didn't actually just shit the bed." So he's got to think about it. Anyway, I, I don't so, think so. Okay, yeah. so um, oh. Maybe with the bed, but I don't think about... Okay, we're pissing in your dream and you're worried when you wake up. Well, I had a dream. I I had an Inception (laughs) dream where it was a dream within a dream where I dreamt that I fart, you know, passed gas in the shower and just shit all over everywhere. Oh, no. And, you know, just sort of... um, like Marvin's head in uh, um, Pulp Fiction, except it was shit. Instead of blood coming out of his head, it was shit coming out of my ass. And it splattered against the back wall of the shower. And then, and I was like, what in the hell? And then in my dream, I wake up, but I'm still sleeping. I'm dreaming this. I'm dreaming that I woke up and I went, oh my God, I hope I didn't shit the bed. And then I woke up for real and I went, oh my God, thank God that was a dream. So I called Tacy in the morning, um, you know, on my way when I was driving back from work. I said that we had the weirdest dream last night. And I told her that. And then what did you say? I had the same dream. (laughs) (laughs) It's scary when you think you're going to the bathroom Mm -hmm. in your dream. Why did we dream that on the same night? What keeps you from actually doing Doing it? it. I don't know. No, one of these days. And how embarrassing is that going to be when it does happen? Because... And one then of these what happens? What ha- yes, one of these days. And then what happens if then now you we, just we'll put him in the institution. Well, what, what if, if it's s- me? I mean, what do you say? I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> I was dreaming it. I can't yeah. help it. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, mean, but that is disgusting. That was tough. That's a tough yeah. way to go. I was dreaming that I was having sex with that stripper taste. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, uh, I'm, what I'm concerned about is that maybe it would happen once and it'd be like a weird thing. But what if you start doing it? You know, it's when you start doing something, it's like it's okay to do it. It's like when you smoke that one cigarette, you smoke a pack a day. What if you just start shitting the bed every night? That would be horrible. Yeah, we would get, what do they call it when you separate beds? You separate rooms. Well, I mean, it's called like a divorce, a bedroom divorce or something. Oh, it'd be like There's a, actually a term for Lucy it. and Desi bed or something. No, it's remember different rooms. Desi and Lucy um Yet, you know, were married and they had a kid, but they always would have to show them in separate beds because, God forbid, oh, back yeah. then that they implied that a man and a woman would sleep in the same bed. How, how prudish were we back then? Yeah, that's crazy. We're not that much less prudish now. No. If you watch Love Island UK, they're calling people 
everything you can think of, including the C word, yeah. that I can't even really say on Sirius XM. I mean, yeah. I could. Or on our podcast. It's just not nice. No, it's not, but they, it's not proper. Of course, it means something different. But then they, you know, so I've always been told that the C word is like, oh, that's like, you know, wanker or something like that. It's mm. not, you know, that big of a deal to say. But then I was heard that fanny in the UK means, you know, as a, is a um, pejorative for vagina, but then they say that too. Hmm. That moron season five, oh, I got the fanny flutters. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and they, but they say shit and fuck and, you know, dick and Everything. bell end and all kinds of stuff on there. Hmm. And we can't get any of that on our TV. No. You know, cable every once in a while, they, ooh, they said the S word. And mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't understand why we're so different in that way. Scott, you really should join us on on the um, Love Island UK. Oh my God, it's the greatest I, show of all time. Yeah, I, I, I can it's only fifty two episodes a season. <laughs> so I was talking to uh, Greg Hughes, the actor that you know played Opie on the Anthony Show, and today, and um, he was talking about how his wife and and kid watch trash TV, and I said, Oh, I got one for you, but don't let the nine year old watch it. Yeah. And uh, so they'll report back. We'll see. Oh, funny. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. <laughs> I may have binge watch it. Ruin them time. too. Now there's eight seasons, and there's fifty episodes a season. Oh my god! Because well, they in the UK they they do Monday through Thursday, and then Friday they have this thing called After Sun. After Sun, where they do a recap, and then they'll do unseen bits where they have like outtakes and stuff. Jeez! But it's every night. Oh my God! Yeah, so we only watch the, the the. We don't the, watch yeah. After Sun. We don't have that kind of time. No, <laughs> no. So we only watch three. Actually, we're watching two seasons. So that's right. Not true. We're watching season eight and season five. <laughs> oh my God! It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Lord. Well, we like Davide and Ekinsu. So <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. 
to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. So, okay, <laughs> where are we? We, we were going to We've take gone some off the calls. rails, sorry. I think Scott's got a story. Okay. Yeah, I've got well, one if you want a story. You want to go to whatever. Uh, let's do some calls. You got anything pressing story-wise? It can wait till next week. Are you sure? Yeah, it's a good, it's it's a a good, good one. It's that good way one. you don't have to look up yeah. anything next okay. week, yeah. Scott. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Okay, so here is a... Um, Disgruntled acupuncture um, person. What's up? I'm tired right now, but uh, I just wondered about uh, acupuncture. If they say 60 minutes, but it's 45 minutes, what's the deal? Thanks. I don't know if I'll even get a chance to listen. I don't have the on demand, but uh, yeah, they say it's 60 minutes, 45 minutes. Thanks for everything. Thanks for your help. Love the show. I just can't hear it all the time. Yeah, man. Used to be on more in 2014, I think, or years past. I don't know. They change up the times. No, the channel's gone crazy. You don't have to put all that in there. If you no, <laughs> too late, dude. Sorry <laughs> about that. I was trying to see if there was more to your question. Um, yeah, so Scott, what's the deal? It says 60-minute appointment, and it's only 45 minutes. What the fuck, dude? You are a liar. You are a liar. I've got to get that drop <laughs> for my soundboard of Davide <laughs> saying, you are a liar. <laughs> I, would, I would suggest that, that hopefully, regardless of the time, he's getting appropriate care. Yeah, so 60-minute appointments. What I, would be an awfully long yeah. time. I mean, I do 15 minutes. I don't want people expecting much out of me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I like to keep the threshold Well, I do think low. that the marketing side at this practice, wherever he is, is, poor. is um, they need to take that into account because yeah. people want to get their money's yeah, worth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're going to do 45 minutes, say 45 minutes. Yeah. Or do this, say 30 and give them 45. Then they you know? get extra. No, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, and then they feel like they're getting more than than they bargained for. Yeah. Um, what really probably happens is they have 60-minute slots, mm-hmm. and it was, I'm assuming it was an initial visit, but I don't know. Well, I'm thinking, yeah. And uh, they have a they have sixty minute slots, and they probably said, you know, you you know, we allot sixty minutes for this or whatever. But fifteen minutes of it is checking you in, getting your insurance information, doing pay, you know, checking you out, getting you set up for the next thing. Yeah. So they need to be more upfront about that, I think, or more clear. Yeah, I think it. It, I think this is this is solely just a. A communication communication issue, yeah. But I, I hopefully he's getting. But great it's not care. on the patient side. This no, it's is not. absolutely no. on the 
on the, the office provider, yeah. side. Yeah. You've got the provider side. You've got to uh, be clear about the expectations because these kinds of things will happen. And they will. And, and it's bad for your reputation. It is. Yeah, yeah. There's. A, let's do some other stuff. That guy's not going around talking about how great it was. He's no. just no. going around talking about how that he didn't get his. Fifteen minutes short. And that's yeah. the thing. He he actually had a good experience there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what he said. It was a good experience, but he was expecting, you know, yeah. 60 minutes. Because we've uh, talked to him, uh, you know, on the side, mm-hmm. and he said he had a great experience. He's just wondering why they said 60 and mm-hmm. only gave him 45. I don't blame him. Yeah. Now, um, there are other things that physicians and pro- uh, any provider can do to that are shitty, mm-hmm. and we don't even realize it. That's one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, managing expectations, et cetera. Uh, is, uh, yeah, so overpromising that kind of thing. So that's a given. Using the words, well, there's two words that we use that our patients use completely different than we do, and that's positive and negative. If you have a positive attitude, that's a good thing. If you have a positive checking account balance, that's a good thing. If you have a positive uh, lung biopsy, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, or, uh, and using negative, if you have a negative balance, that's a bad thing, but a negative biopsy is a good thing. So <clears throat> I had a friend of mine who's a physician and I was giving this talk to physicians about why we should use, shouldn't use words like that, at least not the way we use them. And he said that his mom got a call. <laughs> I think I've told this story before from her doctor's office. And she said, oh, thank God my uh, influenza test was positive. Mm-hmm. And she's thinking that means it was a good thing. Yes. Now, who would call a patient and say, oh, your test was positive. Well, thank you. Click. Exactly. That's no, a terrible idea. No, it's just terrible, terrible. communication. Either that or she just didn't hear the rest, yeah. <clears throat> which happens, too. Sure. Yep. You know, if you just front load bad news to somebody and just dump the news in their lap without letting them know it's coming first, they won't hear anything else. Now they shut down. If you just go, well, you've got stage four cancer, that's, you know, ding, 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 ding. All you're going to hear is cancer, cancer, right. cancer in your head. Whereas if you say, you know, this uh, biopsy didn't turn out the way we hoped it would, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it looks like. It, you know, there's cancer there, and it looks like it's spread. That's chopping it up into little bits, warning them that the bad news is coming, and then and then pausing to get the reaction and doing, you know, back and forth, and then empathy and validation, all that stuff. None of that was done with my friend's mom. No. Well, your test was positive. See you later. <laughs> you know, have fun with that information. Call us if you need us. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and gosh. she thought that meant that she didn't have influenza. So normal and abnormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahmed, if you're listening, don't say positive and negative to your patients. No. Normal and abnormal. Yep. Okay. All right. How he's doing? Hopefully, hopefully he's, he's doing okay. great. I I've been in touch with him. Oh, cool. He's had some amazing experiences, and uh, they had an experience recently that I actually was a case very similar to that that I had written about, and then. It, National medical literature, don't you know? Ooh, yeah, thank you. I, I wish I had the drop. No one said there'd be boasting. And uh, I'll have to get that one for next time, too. And um, he, uh, I sent him that article so he can sound highfalutin on uh, rounds when they talk about it. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's going yeah, to try to get back down here again. So. Good. 
All right. If you don't know who we're talking about, go to our podcast and go back, and it's, uh, I think it's Ahmed uh, Saves the World or something like real, that. Real quick, uh, yeah. speaking of the communications things, yep. um, DP was saying that on, uh, he had a, Darren a, a, Parker. Yeah, he was talking about his nuclear stress test. They said um, it looks uninteresting. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It is. It's like uh, uninteresting. Yes. Yeah, it's like we're bored looking at this. Yes, uninteresting. May want to may want to follow. And I would understand what they meant. Right. You don't want an interesting no. test, but that just sounds like you don't give a shit. Yeah. And it's like I'll hear doctors say, "Well, we're going to withdraw care." We never stop saying that we never withdraw care. Mm-hmm. We never stop caring for our patients. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, stop providing certain treatments. Mm-hmm. We, we're withdrawing going to, care. We're going to amend our our our, our protocol. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. sounds so much pretty better. Snooty, but yeah, <laughs> that'd be better than saying we're going to withdraw exactly. care. Anyway. All right. Want to do another one? Yeah. Well. All right. Well, where the hell Morning. is it? Oh. Frank. Sorry, buddy. Hello, Doctor Steve. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. Frank from Indiana here. Hey, Frank. I was wondering. I had a question. Well, two questions actually. My. uh with my sore throats, you know, it seems like we're getting a lot more sore throats uh, around, I guess, due to COVID. What do you think about gargling with uh, half uh, hydrogen peroxide, half water? It seems like it burns that shit right out. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't <laughs> it? I didn't know if that was uh, safe, harmful, or what. But... And then the second part of the question was about this machine. Yes. They, uh, heard a lot of negative stuff about those lately and I didn't know if that ozone was uh, particularly harmful or anything like that uh, or okay. burning up the equipment and all kinds of stuff I was just wondering your thoughts on that okay well I don't want to talk about any specific brands of anything um, but when I when I was told I had pulmonary fibrosis which turned out not to be true I looked up to see if ozone you know sure. ozone there, there are o- lots of different brands of ozone generators sure. that you can use for um, cleaning your CPAP machines or BiPAP machines or other things. And uh, I wanted to see, and there was a couple of articles in the national medical literature that said, yeah, there might be an association, but it's it's really flimsy. And that would be exposure to high doses of ozone. And um, when you have one of those machines... They have uh, ways that they circulate regular air through there to clean out the ozone, et cetera. So whatever you're getting is not a very high dose. It doesn't really hang around. I mean, ozone is, you know, oxygen three. Mm-hmm. So, or, or, you know, instead of O2, which is oxygen, is gaseous oxygen, uh, you know, ozone is O3. So it's uh, because oxygen likes to live as O2, it's stable there. <clears throat> that extra oxygen molecule will, or uh, atom will pe- peel off, and then it'll be very reactive until it combines with another free oxygen uh, a- atom to make O2 again. But it can o- it can react with all kinds of stuff. Okay. And uh, so that's the issue is that, uh, you know, you have ozone will kill bacteria and stuff like that. It'll sterilize things. It doesn't actually clean anything. Mm-hmm. So talk to your provider about it. Some of the providers sell them, mm-hmm. and they think you know the that's you know the 
pulmonologists and uh, sleep people will sell those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them don't recommend them. So if you get on these forums, they'll, they'll say absolutely not. Uh, I, I'm fine with it as long as you run it. And, you know, I, I haven't seen any data that says that they're dangerous. I'm just not sure how much good that they do. Okay. <clears throat> um, I stopped using mine, and I just clean. I follow the instructions. I clean mine once a week with vinegar and, and water, you know, warm water, and dry it and do all that stuff, and then change it when you're supposed to. I haven't had any problems, so. Yeah, so you're kind of on your own with that one. Yeah, Tacey still uses hers. Well, I use it once a week now. Yep. And I clean my machine. I I figure once a week I'm going to at least clean the reservoir. Yeah. So. Yeah, the reservoir is a little tough to clean, and and so if you run it through there, at least we'll, you know, it's sterilized. And that's where the water is. So uh, I... I, I will keep looking at that if I ever see any really damning information. Of course, if there really was or were damning data on this, I would think the FDA would have yanked them already. So the data that I saw was really flimsy, and so it didn't you know, really affect my decision. I just figured if it isn't helping, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to mess with it anymore. Now, what was the first part of his question? Oh, hydrogen peroxide. So Gargling it. <clears throat> I'm not opposed to it. I, when I gargle, used to try to gargle with uh, with hydrogen peroxide, uh, even diluting it 50-50, it would foam up in my mouth, and then you end up swallowing that stuff. It always make me feel kind of vaguely ill. Um, you know, it might help ease a sore throat, if, particularly if it's a bacterial infection, by maybe kill, knocking back some of the bacteria, and just that tingling and burning makes you always think you're doing something. Mm-hmm. When uh, I've had people with um, uh, fungal infections of the nuts, mm-hmm. and we'll call it tinea cruris, you know, t- fungal infection of the inguinal region, they'll put bleach on it and say, oh, yeah, I was burning it out with the bleach. It doesn't really work. Or you'd think it would, but it just doesn't kill the hyphae, you know, the of the... Um, the uh, the fungal forms of those organisms Mm -hmm. and uh, you know part of them are buried into the skin right they're deeper than just top so you have to actually use an antifungal medication for that and the bleach but it feels like you're doing something because it burns so bad yeah you know so anyway Hmm. um there are there's a randomized trial from 2017 on hydrogen peroxide where they looked at 53 people that uh, tested hydrogen peroxide as a treatment for gum disease. And one group received root debridement and hydrogen peroxide. And the other group just received root debridement. So debridement is just, you know, scraping away of yucky crap. And the results indicated the hydrogen peroxide group had fewer signs of gum disease by the end of the study compared to the group that had received the root debridement alone. Hmm. This is not a placebo-controlled trial. Be hard to do in a situation like this. Yep. So uh, you know. So there you go. I I don't have. Just don't drink it and don't be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I did and find, diluted and diluted. Yeah, yes, sure. yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, talk to your oral care provider yep. on that stuff. But one thing that I found was, you know, I used to get aftus ulcers. Call them canker sores. Mm-hmm. And canker sores are sort of well-demarcated, scooped-out ulcers in your mouth. And they hurt like hell. And they yes. seem to go on longer than they should. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, before I found canker covers, which is my favorite thing now, it's a gel bandage that you just stick on there, and it sometimes will heal them overnight. Wow. So look for canker covers. They're kind of a pain to put on. Mm-hmm. They're disgusting <clears throat> to put on. You've tried it, right? Yes, and uh, yeah. No yeah, you gotta. You have to get it on the end of your finger, and you've got to open up your mouth, and you got to stick it right on there. You got to hold it on there for thirty seconds, so it will adhere to that preferent to the ulcer preferentially mm-hmm. over your finger, right? Because you know it's kind of sticky, and it'll stick to your finger too. So you want it to stick harder to your mouth than it will to your finger. So you got to hold it there for a while, okay. and that turns into this sort of uh, hydrophilic gel okay. makes a bandage. Okay. And it turns out that part of the reason canker sores won't heal is because you're washing, constantly washing saliva over them and mushing your tongue over them and uh, eating and stuff. And when you put this bandage on there, it allows that uh, area to heal very rapidly because the inside of the mouth, generally, it's got really great blood supply. Blood supply. It should heal quickly. But the other thing I found that helped is if I took a Q-tip and I dipped it in hydrogen peroxide, you know, the regular kind that you buy, you know, whatever the one to three percent. What is it? One percent or the three percent? Scott, will you look it up? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to tell somebody get the wrong thing, but this stuff in the brown bottle that you can just buy over the counter at CVS. And I would stick the um, Q-tip in there and then just hold it right onto the base of the canker sore. Okay for like 15, 30 seconds. That way you're not getting so much in your mouth that it's foaming up. 3%. Thank you. That it's foaming up and you're swallowing it mm-hmm. and making yourself sick. And, or, and you get that horrible taste in your mouth and stuff. So I would uh, just apply it only to the where the canker sore was so you didn't get all of that extra right. stuff in your mouth that's going to places that doesn't requ- that don't require it. And that would help to uh, do that for a couple of days, and they would go away faster that way, too. I do not have data on that. That is anecdotal data, but I found that to be uh, effective as well. Now, if you have multiple, multiple canker sores, we might as well talk about canker sores for a minute. Seems like you want to. Well, I do want to. All right, Because it's something I can wax eloquent about. Okay. If, uh, if If you get them frequently and get multiple ones, get your blood uh um, I'm sorry, your red blood cells checked. People who are anemic, even slightly anemic, may get uh, aftus ulcers. And also, you want to use a biotin-free um, toothpaste. And uh, No, I'm sorry, that's wrong. <laughs> no, you want to use biotin, <laughs> the toothpaste biotin, because it is sodium lauryl sulfate-free. I just said something stupid, so let me give me one of these. Well, that's because you're an idiot. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you want to use a sodium lauryl sulfate-free toothpaste, and the one that I know is its brand name is Biotin. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And that sometimes will help as well. But if you have tons of them and your mouth is always in agony, then uh, absolutely uh, see your primary care provider. Make sure that you're not missing something. Now, one of the other things about peroxide, by the way, I guess we should talk about, is that is the active ingredient in most of these teeth whitening things. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll put it in gel, and then you put the, you put the gel into um, sort of a, um, you know, a mold that's molded to your teeth, and then you, you know, apply it. And some of them will use ultraviolet, ultraviolet light to um, activate the hydrogen peroxide. And really what they're doing at that point, and hydrogen peroxide, we were talking about ozone, 
uh, here's another you know free oxygen running around is uh, water is H2O two hydrogens and oxygen and hydrogen peroxide is H2O2 so it's got that extra oxygen that's easily kicked off of there and it just wants to react with something so uh, and apparently using ultraviolet light will increase the uh, lysis of that H2O2 and apply that uh, you know extra oxygen to the teeth to providing the whitening so uh, there's lots of different kits you can buy see your dentist and talk to them first before you mess with any of that stuff though all right any other questions or comments about <laughs> hydrogen peroxide no, they were no. Good. all right go kiss my ass here we go um let's do old people's feet what is this one boy well i've got a preponderance or predilection pertaining to podiatry okay. today. Okay. Perplexing? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I've got some neighbors. They're older gentlemen, apparently with diabetes, and okay. they've got sort of uh, perpetual pustules or sores of some sort on their legs, feet, and whatnot. Yeah. They can't seem to fucking heal them up. Uh, what is up with that? If there's anything we can do to help them, I like helping these old guys. You want to help them? You know, they're nice. No, it pay for their podiatry appointment. You know, the why do old people have gnarly feet? Why do we have gnarly anything else? I mean, we're old. Yeah. And the one reason the feet go bad is because we're on them all the time. You know, all of our weight is on these. We're bipedal. And it's just unbelievable the amount of force that is applied to feet. Where it's amazing to me that we're able to walk as long as we can. Mm-hmm. And if you see somebody that's eighty, that's not walking around with a cane or a walker, that's a real feat. What were you going to say, Taste? Oh, I was just going to say. Uh, I mean, it it doesn't matter now, but um, <laughs> yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It was, I, it was 10 I, I, I have all these barnacles on yes. my skin now that just have popped up here mm. recently and. My dermatologist said, oh, it's birthdays. That's why. Oh, birthdays. Oh, yeah. they said that to you? Yes, they said it's those birthdays, and that's what mm. happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What what bedside manner that is. Well, I mean, it's true, though. You don't have little barnacles or skin. I don't know what you call them. Ditzels. Ditzels. <laughs> you don't have ditzels well, you don't when have you're barnacles. 20. You don't have barnacles. Liver I mean, spots. I don't want to make it sound like yeah. I'm disgusting because yeah. I'm. I don't have things like that look like barnacles on me, but that's just what I call them. Yeah, liver spots. Liver spots. <laughs> you gotta take them Don's liver pills. I said, well, it's just yeah. them birthdays. Birthdays. Yep. Oh, wow. And it's true. Yep. Sorry, I had the cameras off for a minute. <laughs> God, Lord, this is some show. <clears throat> we don't do the video because we want to be a video show. We like hanging out with our friends like Darren Parker and Chris Damon and David Corchado and uh, Patty Blue and Richard Kish and those folks. Hey, Sean Kish, Pedrick. Yeah, Kish was just saying that the Chris has a clinical mouthwash that has hydrogen peroxide in it, I guess, yeah. is yep. yeah, which yep. is good. Yes, yes, they do. And uh, so, yeah, there's, I, I, I didn't want to, I, I hope I didn't imply that there's no use for hydrogen yeah. peroxide. No, 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 no. Just, no, no, no. I, I think that no, no. Uh, people that get it and just start swigging and gar- gargling the whole bottle, no, though, I just don't think that's good for you. I don't you. think so. Um, 
And anyway, all right. Yeah, so old people's feet. If you want to help those people, uh, buy them a um, some slippers. <laughs> And, and massage their feet with some yeah, coconut massage. oil. Yes. Get, <laughs> yes. get them some liniment and some salve and, uh, and apply that to their feet for them. Otherwise, just drive them to their podiatry appointments. All right. <laughs> hey, Dr. Steve. Hey. I got a very stupid question for you. No such in thing. In regards Good. to genetics. Hypothetically speaking, if two individuals, two of the same yep. people could reproduce infinitely what are the odds if any that those two people would have two identical children i don't know why i thought of it just did random thought want your input Thank yeah that's a that's a harder problem than the one i'm going to answer so when i was in medical school one of the things my my professor asks, asked me a question. I said, well, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know this other related thing that was also a picky-ass little shitty point mm. that didn't have anything to do with anything. And he said, very good. Always answer the question you know the answer to mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you can. So, so I, you know, I appreciate that. So what I think is even more interesting is if all the people of the world reproduced how many would have to, what are the odds that we would produce the same person twice? Okay? Mm -hmm. Not just two people, but if, if everybody did. And the total possible combination of alleles, okay, those are the little places in your genes right. that code for attributes. Mm -hmm. The total combination of alleles is approximately... 70 trillion 368 billion 744 million. Hmm. So that's, that's a lot. Trillions of times more combinations than the number of people yeah. that have ever lived. And that's why uh, you can walk down the street and everyone is genetically unique. It is amazing to me that with two eyes, one nose, one mouth, a chin, some ears, and some hair, and that you can walk down the street and not be confused, like, oh, yeah, that's me. It's never happened. <laughs> no. It's kind of crazy. It really is. That just goes, it is amazing to me. just goes to show the, the variations of all <clears throat> the genes. Well, and it also shows how good we are at discriminating minor differences in people's faces, well, that too. That is true, too. Because you can, if you get to know people who are genetically identical, you know, identical twins, mm -hmm. and at first you can't tell them apart, then once you get to know them, it's obvious. Yep. Yep. which is really interesting. They're genetically identical. Um, they have different uh, epigenetics, which means it's not just the genetics. There's other things going on mm -hmm. where there are, there are other molecules that are turning some genes on and turning some off that do cause a different internal environment. Yep. That's why you can have two identical twins, one's left-handed, one's right-handed, one's mathematical, one's artistic, one's gay, one's straight. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time, and I've witnessed that personally. So, uh, and <clears throat> But yet they're genetically identical, and you say, well, it can't be their upbringing because they're brought up in the same house, mm -hmm. and it can't be their genetics mm -hmm. because they're genetically identical, then what is it? That's the only answer is epigenetics, you know, yeah. nano-environmental changes. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. We've only got about a minute left. Have you got something? 
No. Okay. Then I'm going to play the second half of that weird guy that called hey, last time. Get little inklings every now about some recent decisions you made. I applaud that wholeheartedly, <laughs> and I accept whatever, whoever, you know, Dr. Steve is. Because Dr. Steve is, we are all changing all the time. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, hell, let's face it, man, you know. I mean, I'm probably as good an example as anybody. I mean, I used to be a woman, and I had that sex change job. What? Know? They did a hell of a oh, job, too, Doc. All right. We'll talk later on, man. Try to call me. I'm here in Chapel, well, Pittsburgh, actually. You know the place. All right, Dr. Steve. Good to hear your voice, which I didn't, but I hope I will soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I'm going to hang up now. Give me to clip down the close. Still three minutes left on this call. <laughs> I feel real Luddite. I don't even know how to turn my phone off. I'm trapped. You're going to go on. How much longer do you think your machine will be recording? Because I actually, now that I think about it, I have a few things I would like to sort of aim your way if you can bear up 77 years. I just had And I think probably i got a few things that I could maybe sort of put your way, maybe kind of give you a little better. All right. Okay, enough of that. Why don't we take a couple more phone calls and we'll get out of here, all right? Uh, let's see here. Dr. Steve, this is Terry. I hope you guys are doing well. Hey, thanks, man. Um, I am too. a regular listener, and uh, I appreciate everything you've given me for information. Um, and you and I have corresponded before by email. I wanted to ask, um, I'm beginning to get uh, my neuropathy and my, and my right foot has become a little bit more intense than yeah. it ever was. I have a good friend who's got it with both feet, and and he is he's a man suffering um, horrendously. And I know you've talked about it before, yep. but I would love to have you give more information about dealing with neuropathy. Sure. Um, I'm in your age group, and uh, I would love to, to have you talk more about it. Or uh, if you can email me, my email. Oh, okay. I don't want to give out. I don't want to dox the guy. So, um, yeah, neuropathy sucks. So neuro, there's two kinds of pain. The tree of pain has two branches, nociceptive pain and neuropathic pain. And nociceptive pain is functional pain. That's the kind of pain you get when Dr. Scott sticks a needle in you and you jump and go, what the hell, why are you sticking a needle like, in me for? Yep. And you go, ouch. Oh, and it's the kind of pain that keeps you from sticking your hand on the hot stove twice when you're a little kid. Right. Um, and then there is neuropathic pain, which just tells you that there's – it's not functional pain. It's just telling you that there are nerves damaged. It's like, well, you can't do anything about it. Well, you can, but, I mean, it's not, it's not protective, really. And uh, so the question is, what's causing the damaged nerves? Was it a toxic assault? which would be like chemotherapy or exposure to certain chemicals. Or statins. Yeah, that is a chemical. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so is it some medication or some toxin that caused it? These are real toxins, not bullshit toxins. <laughs> and, and then, you know, the answer to that is, well, first stop the insult. Yeah. You know, stop, stop um, you know, being exposed to the toxin if you can. And then number two would be uh, blood sugar, which really is toxic, but we put it in a different mm-hmm. in a different category. So diabetic neuropathy, and they can get mononeuropathies, which are just single nerves. You can get mononeuropathy multiplex, which is single nerves all over the place. 
you know, multiple single nerve problems, or you can get just peripheral neuropathy where your hands and feet uh, start tingling and, um, and you have numbness and pain and stuff. And then you can have neuropathy from things like trauma uh, or, or compression of nerves. So uh, people have heard of carpal tunnel syndrome. That is a compression neuropathy where the nerve is being compressed as it passes from the forearm into the hand. <clears throat> so the, when you have a compressive neuropathy, the trick is to decrease the compression. That could be surgical decompression or it could be steroids you know my back i have a compression neuropathy in my back but it gets better when my physical medicine rehab doc takes a foot-long needle and jams it in my back (laughs) right where the the pain is and injects some steroids around there and it decreases the swelling around there takes the pressure off the nerve Mm. Uh, if it's diabetes obviously having better diabetic control helps and now, so those are, so you remove the toxin and you get your better glucose control. Now you still have the neuropathy, though. What are you going to do about it? So there, we have some things that we can do. Dr. Scott, I've been monologuing. What, what do you guys do for people with uh, neuropathic pain? Well, exactly like you said. First of all, try to identify what it is. And if we can stop whatever it is they're taking, yep. um, then that's, that's stopping the insult initially. Yep. Yeah, but a lot of times, Dr. Steve, you know, you can't. So we have to find out some other ways. Yeah. And we, we, do, we do a couple of different therapies. You know, one of the things we use, and, and we've talked about it before. Astragalus. Um, astragalus. Astragalus. You can always take astragalus. <laughs> if you'll just re- uh, visit simplyherbals.net. <laughs> yeah, simplyherbals.net. Oh, yeah. um, you don't but, have to be coy about it. Go know, to simplyherbals.net. You but you're not selling neuropathic supplements. No, but hell, I'll sell anything else. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. I'm just, just kidding. But, but, but you know, can you acupuncture. Okay, we, anyway. we, for certain neuropathies, we use acupuncture because it does stimulate the nerves and it helps yeah. to calm things down. I don't love using acupuncture needles in diabetic feet. Yeah. And I certainly don't like Good. using them. Give in, yourself um, a bill. I'll give you that. For you that. know, in a nonstick arm. So if someone's had, um, you know, uh, breast cancer with with lymph node involvement to yeah. a side, then I don't stick needles in that side. Okay. Um, Good. Just for, for obvious safe reasons. Yep. Um, we, we also have a, a wellness machine. It's like, a, it's like a frequency unit, very similar to TENS unit we use sometimes for, to stimulate blood flow. Inf, you know, far infrared light works. And, and certainly... You know, yeah, there are people using infrared yep. for neuropathy. Yep. And my, some of my patients have had really good uh, yeah, results. Yeah, and, and some. And, and, and you know what? I, and, and we also use this stuff called white oil. It's a, it's a topical oil with some menthol and stuff in it. Is which, that the white flower oil? White flower oil, yeah. 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 And that can help some too. And, and what I tell... People. I bought that at uh, Amazon for myself. Yep, I yeah. like it. It's actually pretty nice. And then I found it at the Asian market that yep. I go to every week. Yep. It's good stuff. It's not very expensive, and, it, and, it, and it's pretty effective. You know, but neuropathy is so difficult to treat. And But, you know, the, the key is you have to figure out which one because you can do all these things, but if it's, you know, if it's like you and it's a, it's a radiculopathy from a, uh, from a stenosis in, oh boy! You just threw out well, two medical jargons so that people you, don't. You, <laughs> yeah, you've got a, you've got a nerve pain shooting down 
because Wherever. of because of narrowing because of a narrowing right, of, in, a, in a spinal you. cord. Thank you. All those things we're doing really don't help as much, but a big foot long needle stuck in your back can. Yeah, right. And, right, and, right. and conversely, you know, you might have a, a an epidural like like you've had for years, and that's not what's causing that's your, right your um, your uh, neuropathy. Or right, neurology. Yeah, if you had diabetic yeah. neuropathy, that's sticking steroids it. in your back would be the dumbest thing you it's could do. It's going to make it worse potentially. Right. Yeah. So, so those are those things. Now, what can somebody do? You can go to our website, mm-hmm. and if you go to drsteve.com, and on the right, there's a menu, and um, one of the choices is uh, for neuropathy sufferers. I have data that's not very good on at least four different neuro, uh, supplements, nutritional supplements that you can take that at least have some data. Yeah. And uh, I will say anecdotally, for me, it really helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. And so there's some information there. So there are some nutritional supplements that will uh, supposedly help stimulate the body to regenerate those nerves. It just gives them the building blocks so they're all readily there so it'll speed the process that's already going on along. Mm -hmm. Because peripheral nerves, if if you stop insulting them, they will regrow. Yeah. But it may take a year or two. Yeah, you have to stop the stop the abuse. Now, the uh, number one prescription drug for diabetic neuropathy would be duloxetine, which is also known as Cymbalta, which was originally uh, studied as a drug for bladder spasm and then was eventually sold as an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. But it's also pretty good for that dorsal horn uh, inhibition that uh, will decrease the transmission of pain signals to the brain. Mm-hmm. So duloxetine and then gabapentin is uh, was used off-label for years and uh, now is you know indicated for neuropathic pain. And then there's another one called pregabalin or Lyrica. Mm-hmm. Gabapentin is also known as Neurontin. And then the weird one, if you have chemotherapy-associated uh, neuropathy, and you got to keep taking your chemo, and you've tried all those things, and nothing works. You've done the supplements, and you've done the duloxetine, and you've done gabapentin and and uh, pregabalin. Then you may be a candidate for methadone, and it sounds crazy. Methadone? Well, why would you do that? That's to get you off drugs. It's like, well, they use it to get people off drugs, uh, opioids, because it's cheap and it has a long uh, um, uh, duration of action. So it's dirt cheap. They can buy jugs of it for 40 bucks and dose people up once a day and tell them come back tomorrow and it'll still stay in their system for a day. It'll stave off withdrawal for 24 hours. So that's why that's used, but you can, it's still a great drug. Right. And it's the only opioid that we have that is specific against the N-methyl-deaspartate receptor or NMDA receptor, it doesn't matter what that is, but just so you know, it, that is a receptor that when you turn it off, and methadone does that pretty, um, pretty efficiently, when you turn it off, it will decrease the pain um, <clears throat> sensation that's associated with neuropathic pain. We call it hyperalgesia. Don't worry about that either. I'm just throwing the jargon out, but then I'm explaining it unlike Dr. Scott does. So, <laughs> so, uh, so low dose methadone can be used for cases of neuropathy when there is no, when nothing else is happening. People are desperate. So, so there's a multifaceted approach 
using some pharmacologic stuff, some non-pharmacologic stuff. And uh, talk to uh, your neurologist about it or your primary care or go to our website says, uh, uh, and click on the link that says for neuropathy sufferers. Yep. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Are we done? I think so. I think we're good to go. You don't have anything else? You got anything to plug, Dr. Scott? Nope. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah, my simply herbals not there. <laughs> Get you some nasal spray. You damn plug, you damn. Get some stress, Liz. Well, thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott. Thanks, Tacey. Thanks to everyone who made this show happen over the years. It has and continues to be most fun I've had in my six decades of existence, six-plus decades. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. Sirius XM Channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern On Demand, and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Thanks to our, goes to our listeners and the people who hang out with us during our uh, live, quote-unquote, broadcast. Uh, yeah, come hang out with us. It's usually Wednesdays, 3.30 or so uh, uh, Eastern Time. 3.30, 4, 4.30. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, right. It's uh, like I said. 3.30 or so. Neighborhood. Usually on Wednesdays. Sometimes Eastern Standard Time, sometimes Central, sometimes Pacific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's 3.30. No, it's 3.30. Eastern times, but sometimes it's 3.30 Central or 3.30 Pacific. That is true. So it's uh, those, but somewhere around there, just watch our Twitter or uh, Dr. Steve Reddit. It's uh, reddit.com slash r slash drsteve, I think. Or maybe drsteve202. Shit, I don't know. Let me look. Uh, Yeah, it's r slash drsteve or our Facebook page, and I'll always post it on there before we go live. Or you can just subscribe and hit the notification button on YouTube. I, we're not doing this to do a video thing. People go, oh, they've only got, you know, 100 views. I don't care. We're not pushing the YouTube thing. We do that so that we can hang out with our buddies who hang out with us every week. Right on. And uh, some of them are here every week, some every other week, some, you know, every once in a while. Whatever. We just have fun, and it's fun getting input from them. Yeah. And then we play music at the end. We always butcher some song, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, Richard Kish always says, oh, you guy, that was awesome, which <laughs> is great. We know he doesn't mean it, but we appreciate it. Anyway. All right. All right. And uh, go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses. Get some exercise. We'll see you in one week the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Tacey. Thank, Thank you. Bye, Holly. Get her shout out. <laughs> <laughs>Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.